Sometimes I do like the uh, like the gunny typing. Sometimes, sometimes I, sometimes I get a little. I, whatever. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a musician. I don't Sounds know. Sounds great. Sounds great. But it's you know it's the symbolism of it, the symbolism of it all. Welcome, welcome back, welcome back, Reina. Welcome back. Listeners, welcome back. Watchers, episode 198 of Evolving with Castle. 198. We're, we're hanging. This is one of, my, one of my close, close friends. Great, great family members. I love her, love her, love her. Raina Williams, welcome back to the program. Thank you. This is the official first time. Official. Yeah. 110 takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that last time. That's ancient history. Yeah. Man. I'm I'm so psyched that like you have paid the currency of your attention and your effort. You've paid that currency to me so much. And there's been my moments where I'm like, am I am I like ugh like gross stuff is going on that- with my inside my insides and I'm like Ah, I'm drained. Something's happening. Ugh, I feel gross. And I reach out to you and I'm like, hey, you know, thanks for being my friend. I love you for it. Thanks for being my friend. I love you too. So, <clears throat> I don't know how many podcasts you've been on as a guest, but what are like, what are like the most common questions you get asked? People usually because- ask me like, what inspires your music? Like, what is your process? Which actually, I'm doing more like sharing of that because people, I asked some people on Instagram, you know, on Facebook, what they want to see more of. And everybody said everything, but a couple people really did was like, yo, I want to see like how you do this and that. Like, my process of like writing, recording. Um, people always ask me, like, oh, how did you get started making music? You know, so those are like the those standards. Are all questions. Those are all questions that if you want the answers to, look up Raina Williams on other podcasts. <laughs> look up other podcasts Raina Williams has been on. Basically. This, is, this ain't going to be the one. Yeah, this ain't it. But, uh, dude, I'm so... I have such a, such a level of respect for the artistry that you've got. Like, how... You have, like, those videos where it's like you... Like the 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 dubbing machine or oh yeah, uh, all of that. I'm like, how do you construct that? Where is the level? There's like there is something that you must be built with that I I got that I was skipped on the day that that was supposed <laughs> to be put, built into me. <laughs> they skipped me for that. Yeah, but it, it seems like a such a it seems like such a rare thing for people to be able to do like mm-hmm. it makes me think of like uh like reggie watts oh yeah he's cool yeah i actually know him do you yeah i mean he's he he's cool he used to date someone that i'm acquaintances with and he came oh. to one of my gigs like one of my open mic or not open mic but i used to play at this bar in brooklyn but yeah he's he does that stuff like the looping and the layering yeah. and stuff yeah i mean like what I actually saw this artist 
um, I think his name is Mark Marquis Tolliver, Marquis Tolliver, and Bianca took me to see him, and he plays violin, and he had the looping, he had like the the RC three hundred, which is like three channels, so you can make like three different tracks and la da da, and he was like doing his violin parts on the spot, and like he was even like kind of starting over and the people were just so captured, including me. Like I was in the front and I saw him doing that. I'm like, I need that. Like I need that, that looper like yesterday. And so <laughs> a couple, maybe about a year later, I was in Baltimore and one of my poet friends, uh, love the poet was like, yo, I got one of those things. I'll sell it to you. And it was like, she was selling it to me for like a little less than a new one. She was like, I barely use it. It's collecting dust. I was like, oh hell yeah. So I got that and it just, it definitely took a little minute to learn and it definitely takes like practice, especially when you're integrating like the beats and like, cause some people just use like guitar or vocals and layer it, but then are trying to integrate the, the, the live stuff with the not live and it's just that, but yeah, I like doing that. It's fun. What's cool about it is like, you can, you can like rap and sing in the same track, like not the same track, but I mean the same, the same song. Yeah. You can have. Like rapping and singing in the same, almost right. at the same exact. Hold on. Uh oh. Uh, cat was trying to jump up on the couch. Okay. Which is a no ski. <laughs> Can't do that. So, um, I know we we kind of talked about it yesterday a little bit, off mic. We kind of <laughs> talked about it a little bit off mic about how like. It's it fills different kinds of different kinds of like it, it kind of feeds different parts of your spirit to 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 rap versus like versus when you got like the singing like the, right because you said some of it comes from like like uh, like scatting you scatting yeah. a little bit to get, yeah to get kind of the music the music part out but right. the rapping is just like a like a visceral. Like uh yeah, get it out of me. Like you can just be kind of raw on it. Yeah, and the rapping, like I, the rapping is more of like the, the the like the airing it out, and the yeah. singing is more of like the finding it out. <laughs> right, and that's a good way to put it. Yeah, for sure. Like when I'm doing the singing, it'll be. I mean, even the same thing with rapping, but with singing, it usually is like I'm playing the guitar. Like I'm feeling some kind of chord progression. That's usually how it starts to really like I'll have this chord progression or it sounds cool. And then I'm like, all right, well, what can I do with this? You know, and then I'll just start like scatting like different vowel sounds and like singing little different melodies and you know, and sometimes like whatever the vowel sounds, then that's when I like boil it down to a word, you know, or like what word. And then I'd go from there. Sometimes I'll go back and change it. You know what I'm saying? Later, you know, um, but but it takes me long to write and and I'm actually trying to get a little bit faster at doing it. Not to say that I don't want to take my time, but it's just like, you know, this this new game of like promoting yourself online. Like the one thing is like you always got to be putting out something. So even if it's like you recording a cover or whatever, like, you know, that's But I've been doing a lot of rap lately. So it's cool to like share with people a little like verses. You know, like, and since you have, I usually have three verses in the song, I'm like, well, I could split it up and like make three videos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like recently, I've just, today actually, I just posted um, me sharing um, like my process for like the, how I work out harmonies. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm working on this remix, Christina Holmes. She's her music is great. Y'all should check it out. Yeah. I love but, it. Um, I love her yeah, music. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I, I, she's a she, cool person. She's really sweet down to earth. I met her when um she opened for she was on tour with Nako. Yeah, um, I was there. I, I saw her there, and I was in talks with her about doing an episode of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like now she should totally get. I'll be like, yo, Christina, you need to do Corey Castle podcast. Like, that's my boy. Like, come on, yo, we about to do a song together. Like, we could totally talk. You talk about that. That's a no degree separation, my sister. She just had a baby. You know what I mean? She got. You oh know, yeah. Yeah, she I just had a little, little, little baby, little cute little girl. Her and her oh, wife. Wow. That's yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, she's adorable. That's great. That's yeah, great. I'm proud of her because it's like you know she inspires me. Like, even though it's, it's sort of like, I've been doing this thing for like a long time and, and she's been doing her thing for a long time too. And just to see like the progression of how she grew from like just a girl with the guitar and like with these beautiful songs. And like, she was really um, a big fan of Trevor Hall, who's another great like conscious music artist. And like, she was posting I- covers and stuff and then he noticed her and then she ended up like going on tour with like Xavier Rudd and him, like all these people, like that's dope. Like, so I just need to like focus my energy and just like making music and putting it out there and not really worrying about the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think when I saw her, I had like, there was a part of me that was like, yo, you guys are you guys are living the same dream, you know what I mean? And I was I, I of course was thinking of you the whole time. And I I might have said something to you about her like at some point and you were like, yeah, shut up, I know. <laughs> 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 and uh and I my, like because I knew like you your dream was sort of to be right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And your your levels are are like parallel you know yeah and and it's the same thing as oh what was it what other one song was like the one song it was like today's gonna be a wonderful day and like whatever it was like i was like all that just sort of coincides with it's, it's it just coincides with the the sort of like positivity right and the 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 creative conscious effort Word. that is your music yeah musical I, medicine yeah i mean it's it's i try to like it's been, it's been a minute for me for me to actually come around and find like my voice as far as like what what i'm going to say or what i say and like what's the common thread of throughout my music because it's really like having to sit down with myself like I started taking this course that I haven't finished because I can finish it at my leisure for one, but two, like I kind of stopped in the middle of this, um, this artist development and voice coach named Carrie Cole. And during the quarantine, she had like a, you could do this. It's called the um, step up to the spotlight program. And it was free. She was giving out. So it's basically like these modules and what she's talking about, like the aspects of living your, like shifting your life and the way that you think, a to basically like live your art and then basically how like you find like what's your signature sound or your signature voice or like where where you're coming from and a lot of it is like questions about like what was the hardest thing that you had to go through in life like what was the time that you had you know that you overcame adversity like just having to list those things and look at them and like know that like 
a lot of the stuff that I write about, even when I'm writing for, you know, publishing and stuff, it's kind of like on this tip of being like accepting and being open to the fact that like, I'm not perfect. And that like, what I see in other people is not like, I need to do me and like love myself and like, um, kind of like be okay with the fact that I've made mistakes in life and, you know, understand like how to shift and change. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't like, there's not, at least for, I don't really hear too much of that music that like speaks to people who are in this space of like, I know there's something better for me and how I feel, but I, I'm, I'm still like conflicted or like kind of held back by all of these other beliefs about restricting beliefs about myself or the world or like other people. And like one of my buddies, Andy Mack, was like, a, he has a tattoo that says, be kind to yourself. You know what I mean? And that's like really, like I saw that and that really resonates with me because a lot of times I beat myself up, you know what I'm saying? And like, and we all do it. We just like kind of like speaking to it with music. Uh, we are the same. I, I, I mean, I, I, I have taught myself about being careful with how I speak to myself or about myself. So if I'm, if like I have a moment where I make a mistake, I'm like, oh, I made a mistake. Not, oh, what an idiot. Oh right. man, I'm an idiot. Like I used to have that, but mm-hmm. like I, my biggest issue is if somebody were to say, hey, you're an idiot, then I get mad. Like my biggest challenge is someone questioning my intelligence. Why am I doing it to myself? Why am I doing it to myself constantly? So I stopped saying dummy, stop saying stupid, stop saying idiot. Like anything like those are those are things that bother me if somebody else were to imply that I was an idiot or I mean, God forbid, say those words. Right. Then then they be dead to me. Mm -hmm. Like I'd be like, okay, well, I don't have to give you any more of my time because So if I if I don't give myself if I'm if I don't give somebody else any of my time because they say something like that to me or imply something like that to me why am I giving myself time right I got to be kinder to myself yeah. I got to I, I got oh man well that was a mistake or mm-hmm. uh well you know practice for next time yeah um uh, so the um it's it's weird you know I hear a lot of a lot of stuff talking about talking about like people who get what their dream is or like get to do what they what they wanted to do with their life mm-hmm. and still feeling unfulfilled yeah because they they thought like it was gonna they were unhappy with who they are and then they thought this thing was gonna fix it yeah like is it <laughs> like we we kind of have to make a relationship with who we are before right. the biggest dreams come true yeah but I mean, I, I mean, I, I lived inside of like, I lived inside of like, oh, well, I gave, I didn't, I didn't have any idea. I didn't have a career goal for anything outside of pro wrestling. So like my entire life, I thought, oh, well, I'm going to make it in wrestling. And then, and then I had to like, at a certain age, I was like, well, I give up on that, but I got to just make sure because like, I know. I know you don't meet a lot of wrestlers. I know a lot. Uh, of, there's not. There's no. not a lot of us. There's not a lot of us out there. But for the amount of wrestlers compared to how many jobs there are in wrestling, you know what I mean. It's it's yeah. it's it's kind of um, not. It it's not. It's not like I'm 
being a defeatist or pessimist to say that like like oh well I, there's the chances are that I'm most likely never going to make it in the wrestling business as like a, a industry like as a right. as a, a, a for a living <laughs> so it's the same i mean with music you know right it's like yeah. think about how saturated everything right. is with you know music and now people can make music at home you know so you know the goal or the dream 10 15 years ago 20 years ago before the internet really like changed everything was like oh people want to get signed to a major label you know what i mean right. you want to get somebody to back you or like give you money and like the chances like you know for every thousand artists a thousand of those artists won't we might not get signed you know what I'm saying you got to throw more numbers in there you know and then there's like what's fair and like what's sustainable like i don't know if you ever watched that if you ever saw that documentary about uh the dude i can't remember his name because he's he's not a good person so i can't remember his name but the guy um rick was it Ruben? something like well that he discovered the backstreet boys and like he developed them Oh, but like, oh, I know. And then he went on to have NSYNC and basically like NSYNC was like recently died, right? Yeah, he died and I think he was in jail or whatever, but he he owed so many people so much money. Like uh, it was like two or three years after NSYNC had blown up. Like, you know, they're getting flown everywhere and like all of these dinners and la 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 la. And then but they had never gotten paid. Like they had right. never gotten a check. Like the one guy was like, Oh, you're getting per diem. Like basically that's twenty five or forty dollars a day for you to eat. You know what I'm saying? And unless you banking all of that for two years, you're not make they weren't making any money. And then come to find out when they all sat down at the table after two years of grinding or whatever, then like they all and he's like making a big deal about presenting their checks. And Lance Bass said he wanted to get up and walk away. It was ten thousand dollars. Like each one of them that got ten thousand dollars. You're talking about millions of records, world tours, endorsement, and they get in ten thousand dollars a piece. Get out of here, Charlie Brown. That's why I'm just like, you know, it's not even <laughs> like imagine yeah. like ten thousand dollars is just a tiny tip of the iceberg, especially like considering the kind of merch they were moving, like T-shirts and posters, and like that's barely anything. Yeah, and then the advantage, like people take advantage. So that's why I'm just like, we just have to do these things because we love to do them. And understand that, like, yo, if we want to reach other people, it's just about the process of, like, putting it out there and keep putting it out there. But, like, I don't want to say, like, I've given up trying to make millions off of music because I have, I make money, like, I make money, like, off royalties because I do stuff for publishing and, like, things like that, you know. But I also work 40 hours a week at Trader Joe's. So until, like, the, the, the energy shifts where, like, I can sit at home and write songs for publishing and, like, do my own thing and make, you know, ten thousand dollars or five thousand a week you know what i'm saying like yeah because that that is pl that's plausible you know what i'm saying people are making that you know through license or even make five thousand a month that's more than what i make right now you know yeah. what i'm saying like but that's not the goal like the goal is just volume for me it's like making music like putting it out there like you know making tracks and make carving out time and and being kind to myself in the process and not beating myself up because there's other people and I compare myself to other people's dude Stewart that I work with, man, this man writes like four or five songs a day. Like, I don't know how he does it, but he does it. But, you mm -hmm. know, he just gets through. He, he, I don't want to say he rushes through it, but he does because he's a single dad with two boys and alimony and a big house. And, right. you know, he was making publishing money for the past 10, 15 years and now everything's changed. So he's like, I got to go back.
like doing mortgages. I was like, dirt, dude, like that's crazy because everything is kind of like shifting around right now. But we all have to just whatever your I say whatever your passion, wherever your artistry is. I learned that from my mom. Like she, you know, having me like kind of put a pause on her like touring the world as being an opera singer because she didn't want to like kind of have make me have that lifestyle of dragging me around and like all of that stuff. But she still, you know, sings Baltimore Opera Company and Washington Opera and she teach voice. And so it's like, that's what she loves to do. And for her, if this, she's doing it in any capacity that brings her joy, you know? I, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that that was her, her, your origins. Like I didn't realize yeah. that your mother was an opera singer. I didn't know that. Like, so yeah. that's like, that's like in your genes. Like that's like in, that's like your, in your makeup. It was deep in like my, her father, yeah. apparently my, so my mom was adopted from Dominican Republic, but her father um, from the DR, his name is Joaquin. And he actually was a famous musician in the DR and he had perfect pitch. And on my dad's side, my grandfather, my dad's dad, Herman Jr., because my dad's the third, I think, yeah. So Herbert Jr., he used to play stand-up bass in a band. Like, so musicality, and my dad used to play drums. That's how he and my mom met. They were in a band together, you know. So music is, like, in my blood. I've been around it my whole life. And um, wow. it's sort of, sort of like I was supposed to be doing it in some capacity. Like, right. something, do it. <laughs> right. So, like, you're destined for it. You're destined for, you're destined for uh, living this dream, like, constantly. Yeah. But you 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 realize that it it's not none of it's going to just be given to you. And I oh, love that. Yes, that I used to think that a lot, you know, I did when I was younger. I was like, man, somebody going to find me. They're going to come find me. I got a demo. They're going to send me. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm guilty of the same exact thing. Just it's just like asshole 20 year old entitlement like it, it yeah. just i couldn't i can't i can't explain it in any other way except for like well like i know that this is what's gonna happen they're just gonna like this company that i'm with is gonna get huge and then i'm gonna for sure make a living off of this like for sure i thought that same stuff when i was in in my 20s like wow well, yeah this is for me and Nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I feel like there's, I don't know who said it or I heard say it, but like, life is not a destination. It's a journey. So mm -hmm. even it, like you were saying, like people getting to that point and still not being happy. Like I knew a guy, I met a guy, he said he used to work for Wall Street and he, you know, he was unhappy being poor, and then he got, he ended up being like a millionaire and like buying his house. And he was sitting in the house, and he was like, I'm still unhappy. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. that stuff, it's not about that. You know, it's about like your insides. Like, I see a dude like DJ Khaled, for example. I, I don't know if you ever follow him on Instagram, but right now he's in Turks and Caicos making, making an album. But like, you do not see any pictures of this man in the studio maybe for every 10 pictures or videos that he posts maybe one of them you sort of see him like in work mode but he's in like play mode but he's with his family and so at first i was like oh because he's the type of dude he's he, he likes lavish things but i'm just like he genuinely seems like a happy cat like his family like grand well, who's not going to be happy with all that money i like that i don't think that's it i think mm -hmm. that he's generally he's learned 
how to just be like, I'm a positive dude. Like, it's almost ridiculous how positive he is in some, in some aspects. But, like, I can't help but just to smile when I see him because I'm like, yo, he's living a life that he wants to live. And he would be that happy cat even if he was still DJing at, in, in Harlem. You know what well, I'm saying? Being, being rich and being wealthy aren't the same thing. No. Like, there's wealth. Wealth is like an inner strength. Like mm-hmm. inside of inside of having money, comfortability inside of who you are when you've got the means to have whatever. Yeah, because you know, like, there's a humility that comes with it. It's not yeah. like, like sometimes, sometimes, uh, and I, uh, I think, I think I, I heard this quote from Wayne Dyer mm-hmm. back in the day, who. You know Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer, like inspired by Ram Dass, and right, yeah. And he's a, he's his speaker. He I read his he book, said yeah. he said uh, that he would talk about your ego, mm-hmm. your ego, and how it can kind of get out of control. And he like broke down ego. He called it uh, E G O, edging God out. Yeah. So I heard that, and I thought that that then also made me start like thinking about like what holier-than-thou mentality was, like, since he had brought that up. And I was like, oh, all right, because you've edged God out. So you're, you're holier than God. You've you got it more figured out. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, that's totally makes sense, you know? And, I, and, and that's that humility, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I've had to work on that. Literally, like, when it was maybe about, I don't even know how long ago, I was in Baltimore. And somebody, and I was hanging out at this club, somebody was like, yeah, you know, so, so-and-so says you come off as kind of arrogant. And I was, I took offense to that. I'm like, what? Because, I, you know, I was thinking about it in the sense of like, oh, I think I'm better than people. But I didn't realize that that's what people were seeing from me because from my perspective, Baltimore is a very interesting place to be a creator and also be a woman kind of putting yourself in this male-dominated community of, like, hip-hop music. So, I mean, I was definitely, like, feeling myself because it wasn't a lot of women that I knew making beats like how I was and, like, doing what I was doing. And then, like, at, at one and, and at one point, like, I got, you know, that's when I first hooked up with the publisher. And, like, I was, and it was just kind of, like, I wasn't really telling nobody. I was like, yeah, I'm, I got in and whatever. And so then when I would go to these shows and stuff, I would I would give off this air like I don't have time for low level BS because it, it, at at another point I would get so irritated about like the negativity in the music that I kind of like put myself over here and was like trying to be above and I didn't realize that I was doing it until a couple people said that to me and it took me a few years maybe it took me a while to actually personally be like yo for real you are I was being like, and I'm still working on it now. Like, you know, I have to check myself. It's a constant. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it. But I think, I think that I, I take it as uh, pride. I take it as pride. Yeah. And pride, pride, is, pride is right in line with ego. Mm-hmm. But, but it's the, it's, it, I feel like I'm making a relationship with my pride. So, like, I, I, I guess... I guess to some talents, which I'm gonna put talents in quotes, to other other people doing what I do, which nobody's doing what I do the way I do it. Like right. that exactly. that's 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 the way I looked at it. So mm-hmm. I go, 
when I, when I go to comedy shows, when I do, when I go out and do comedy, nobody's got my same perspective. Nobody's doing jokes the way I'm doing jokes at the places mm-hmm. I'm doing them. Mm-hmm. When I, when I, when I go to wrestling shows, a good portion of them don't look as good as me. And I'm not saying that in an arrogant way, but I'm saying that in a way like I, I, I'm proud of the fact that I look like a wrestler. I'm right. doing this and I, I'm proud of the fact that like, like those people are just like doing it as a hobby. Like, right. And it, I mean, of course it's like a passion and everything. And obviously like people don't get paid a lot of money, but it, so they're doing it cause they love it. But to me, there's more than just the love that drives me doing it. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's like, lifestyle. it's like, you live it's like it. and I know my, my perspective has always been when, when people go to a wrestling show, a good amount of those people had never been to a wrestling show before. Mm-hmm. So when they come to a wrestling show, they're already skeptics. They're already like, this is bullshit. It's all fake. I hate it. Like, why then show up and see dudes in jean shorts with a spare tire? Like, right. And then have them not go, oh, this is all dumb. Like, right. Like, I always look at it like, well, I'm going to have them show up and see me work and then be like, wow, you know, that's what wrestling is supposed to be, I guess. Yeah, like, I have that a little bit of pride in that, but that's not that's not me shooting anybody down. Right. That's not me shooting anybody. And my 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 uh, my ability to bond with anyone who's you know what I mean, like who's because at the same time they love wrestling just as much as me. Right, they love wrestling. That's why they're there. Right. Like that's why that's why anybody's there is because they love it just as much as me. It's just they have different. They have different daily lives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have different things going on. They have different circumstances. And I don't want to like say, oh, all these bullshit excuses. No. With reason. There is reason why, like, why, you know, this person has different set of goals. Because I look at everybody and I say, and we've talked about this before, but it's like, I know everybody lives a different life. Everybody's mm-hmm. had a different childhood. Everybody's had mothers mothers brothers sisters some people you know went through foster care some people everybody had a different struggle in their come up you know what right. i mean and they some of them are still like while it appears because they're at a show and they're smiling and happy that they're doing fine but maybe they're not doing fine yeah and i mean i'm grateful i'm grateful for what i've got and that that Pride and that gratitude maybe go like in hand in hand, sort of like in a frequency, you know? Yeah, I think it's it really it sounds like just respect for yourself and doing the best that you can with the, the things that you are putting yourself out there. I mean, I I'm the same way. I'm totally picky about what I do, and like right now, I'm really working on trying to be a better engineer because i you know especially right now like i could send my stuff out and pay you know buddy of mine 250 a track for him to mix it and i don't mind doing that for like you know big album like oh we going to the studio or i'm recording the whole band or whatever like there's different levels to it but if i can get my stuff to sound how i think it's supposed to sound how you know what people used to have things are sounding quality wise like I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm trying to learn how to do. And, but I'm not going to be like, Oh, that person 
is is not a good mixer because I know like it's is everything is growth, you know what I'm saying? But I want to put my best product out there because that's for, that's the type of pride that I have in what I do. You know what I'm saying? And if it doesn't sound like how I want it to sound, people might not hear it ever. You know what I'm saying? And if, you know, and I've just recently gotten out of my own way and being like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let these people kind of like do stuff. Or like, I'm gonna let somebody else send me tracks. Cause I used to be like, oh, I want to make everything myself so I can say I did it all. And people be like, oh, she's so great. And I'm just like, yo, but that's tiring, yo. Like to write the song, make the beat, mix the song, doing this, doing that. And then you are wearing 15 hats. But that Come that's on, only that's know? only so that you can tell yourself that you did it yourself. Because you telling other people that you did it yourself doesn't matter to them as much. Because it's no. just they didn't they didn't see the work. They didn't right. know the work that went into it. They just they just hear the f- finished product. And if the finished product isn't as good as it could have been, if you asked for somebody's help, then that's like, on me. <laughs> right, right, right. But they'd be like, "Oh, cause she did it herself. It sounds like la la la." So that's right. why I don't like. First, I don't say that's what I did. You know what I mean? Like lately, mm-hmm. I'm just been like, if somebody asks, then you're like, "Yo, where'd you record? Oh, I recorded it. Oh, you know, who mixed it? Oh, I did. You know what I mean?" But it uh-huh. used to be like recorded, mixed, and mastered. La la la. Like all that ego shit. <laughs> I, I I was doing a bit. I was doing a bit on stage uh, about how people, a lot of people do things just so that they can say they did them. Yeah. Like no, not a lot of people just do things because like that's a thing they want to do. Like let me give you an example. Like you're 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 listening to this podcast because like you can say later that you listened to a podcast today, or like. You're, oh, yeah. You're, yeah. you're like at you're like at this comedy show tonight, so that like tomorrow you could be like, oh, I went to this comedy show last night. Like, here's another example. On on Thanksgiving, like at midnight, it turned to Black Friday. My mom had went out shopping, and while she went out shopping, I, I snuck into her house and I did all her dishes, not for any kind of thank you, just because like I wanted to be able to tell the story here today and make you all think I'm a good person. <laughs> 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 so everybody just does something because there's like another thing for it. You know what I mean? There's another, another. Because you little... you're looking for a reward. You know right, what I'm like, saying? That's, it's almost a like little... a natural thing, like, like doing like, stuff uh, without a reward or. You know what? So yesterday, it's funny. I was at work. I worked at Trader Joe's, and my didn't want to pay attention. That's where I work. Um, it's a fun place to work. Um, and you know we have different tasks that we do. Like people that work at Trader Joe's, we do everything. We put stuff on the shelves, we ring people up, we clean floors, we clean bathrooms, we you take trash out, like do all of it, you know. And so mm-hmm. one of my coworkers was taking the trash out, like doing the garbage. And I told her, I was like, Oh, you're doing God's work. And she didn't get where I was coming from. She was like, Oh, this is God's job. And I'm like, No, like you're doing you're doing <laughs> like dirty work. And I and I couldn't really like explain to her what that meant. It like the unseen things like your garbage workers, your 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 septic people, like all the people that do dirty jobs and they do them, they're unseen. And that's what I mean. Like doing God's work is stuff that like you're doing not because you want a recognition. I mean, we're at work, so like obviously that's your task, but like there's people that choose not to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, even if you you blocked out for some time and you're supposed to go get carts and, and part of it after you get carts, you're supposed to clean the trash and da da. Like some people don't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. But then there's like people that do because they see it needs to be done or Mm -hmm. they know that it would make everybody's life easier and they're not asking for like recognition and that's what i mean by like you're doing god's work like that's that's background stuff that helps others that doesn't really benefit you at all right you know it's just 
it's it's like a it's like a call it's like a duty it's like a a duty to others a right. service of others it's yeah universal universal like i we we had this conversation yesterday when we were talking about like the fact that like when people go ah i don't want to wear a mask and it's like yeah. the employees inside of the store are wearing the mask the entire day yeah the entire day so yeah. like like just shut up and put it on for the 30 minutes you might be in the store right or less like some people right. like this one lady I saw her. She was coming to the store. She didn't have a mask on. They were like, "Oh, Miss, can you put the mask on?" And and oh, and they wanted her to get a um a basket because they don't want people handing stuff directly to us. Like, you put the basket down, they back up and take stuff out of the basket, you know. And um, but she was just like pitching the fit about it, and literally like she can't. She was like, "Oh, I only need one thing. I don't need a basket." Man, she walked out with like six or seven things. A, because you know it's Trader Joe's, yo. You don't come in there, so I'm going to get one thing and walk out with that one thing unless you just come in there with the money for the one thing. Because most people, they come in, oh, I only came to get milk, and they got a whole cart full of shit. You know what I mean? So that was one thing. And then it was the other was like, miss, like, you literally are in the store longer because you pitching the fit. Just put the mask on and do about your business and go. It's a nice day. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's air conditioning mm-hmm. here. You know, we got to wear the mask seven hours a day. You know what I mean? Like, I take yeah. my mask off when I go on break and when I eat snacks. Like, and I'm just like, all of us have all been around. All of us that work in the store have been around each other. So at, at and, this point, it, and it, you're we, breathing, you're breathing in all your own carbon monoxide. Yeah. And like you're you're smelling your own stank breath all day. No, one time I eat Cheetos, man. I was like, yo, I saw like Cheetos <laughs> looking inside my mask. This shit all orange. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I can always tell, like, whose mask is when I'm at home. I look in the inside of the mask. Like, if the mask just looks fairly, like, just basic, I'm like, oh, that's my mask. And then I open Bianca's mask. And it's like, because we have, like, some of the masks, like, oh, and all this makeup in there. That's Bianca's mask. <laughs> and then she was like, I don't even know why I bother putting no makeup in there. Exactly. Exactly. Like, right now is the time to purge the makeup. Yeah, you I mean, she does it for her. Like, you know, the other day we had a party for her. Her five, her five-year-old nephew turned five, and it was it was so fun. And uh, she looked beautiful, like she, you know, she got dogged up. She was like, you know, I, I haven't done this in so long. So a lot of it is like the therapeutic. Like it's, you want to yeah. beautify yourself because like we've been all on lockdown and nobody's seen each other. And it was a, there's a woman that used to work at my job. She used to come in with like this amazing eye makeup, like every day. Like her her eyes would just be like. She had clouds on one time. She had stars, like with the eye makeup, you know, just very nice. And I'm just like, that's, I love seeing how people are like adjusting to at least make themselves feel good. mm -hmm. You know, it's therapeutic effort. You know, it's a celebratory. It's a, it's a like, like a return to somewhat normal, you know? Yeah. And and like that appreciation for like, Okay, you you had time to like Netflix and chill and sit in the house. Like I remember at the beginning of this, I was like, "Yo, people always complain about their jobs and say they want a vacation." Well, there you go. You want to spend more time with the family? There you go. Like and, you know, and, and and this whole thing is really like brought out a lot of things for people, both positive and, and not so positive. Um, but I think that ultimately, it's really a good like. You know, virus and pandemic aside, I think the time of us having to be still or like being compelled and I don't want to say commanded, that's the wrong word, but like 
encouraged to stay still and be at home, it really like put life in perspective for a lot of people about what was important to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 li- and some people are taking this as a a reflective period, you know, because they're like alcoholism's up and domestic violence and all these things that aren't so great because now we have people who have been married for years but never spent more than five hours in the same room together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so and now you're having that and you know, like this artist like John Witherspoon, who's a singer of band Seven Dust, like I'm loving seeing like the times that he's sharing with his family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. his wife were expecting another baby, which a lot of people expect another baby, so, you know, in the house, <laughs> whatever, but it's the jo- but they're like it's joy. Like they're they they're like that's the I'm like, yo, they seem so cool. I would hang out with them. Like he's in the room with his kids are like playing drums and they're got masks on and costumes like that's what that's what it is about like getting back to like being silly and playful and like finding ways to entertain yourself and like read a book you never read and like do some workouts you might have never done like you were telling me like you gonna come out of this ready you know what i'm saying so can't stay home and eating eating ice cream and chips letting it all hang out i mean that's cool yeah, I went to uh, I went to like a, a like a taping, uh, like an indie indie wrestling taping or whatever. Like they were doing like like you know just empty building taping, yeah. uh, and there was other wrestlers there. Like these are men. These are men. Some of them look pregnant, and <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, dog, what's up? <laughs> what what yeah, happened? Go, dog. Damn, dog. You could have ate the same what you were eating and just not exercise. You wouldn't have a whole nother life on the way. But I wouldn't. Here's the thing. I know that I was, when I was, when I was putting on a little belly, yeah. when someone said something to me about it, it, it stuck with me the whole day, the next day, the month, the, it, it bothered me so much that somebody would say something to me like that. I would never say something like that to somebody. Right. I mean, I'll think it like maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll say it to to my friend or be like, right. you know, somebody but you it's know. not right. It's not in a way to like talk shit. It's just like, wow, I didn't I didn't realize that so and so looked pregnant now. Like, look, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I think like they know it. You know what I mean? I think that's the reason why it's like you know, like you feel it. Like what time? Oh man, it's always like your grandma or somebody. When I mean, God rest her soul, my grandmother, Grandma Margie, Margie Williams, my dad's mm-hmm. mom. This was ah oh, man, I don't know, this was like fifteen years ago. I'm in Baltimore. I'm still there, and like I used to take kung fu. So I used to, I would go from times being like really in shape. And then, like, kind of falling off, and like, because I like to eat, you know what I'm saying? And this is when I'm still eating meat and like, you know, hot dogs and hamburgers and all of that type stuff. And my mom was, my grandma, I went to go visit her one time. She looked at me, she's like, You look like you're gaining a little weight, baby. Just like that, you look like you're gaining a little weight, baby. You look like you're gaining a little weight. And after she said that to me, literally, like, it was winter time. The next day, I started running laps in the basement. <laughs> I was like, Grandma told me I can't wait. Well, it's weird. It's weird. That's funny because that's a conversation I was recently having. Like, somebody was like, oh, like, 
I think it was a podcast I was listening to or something. They were talking about, they were talking about, maybe it was a podcast I was recording. I don't remember. So if it was a podcast that people who were listening have heard me have this conversation, maybe skip the, skip 15 seconds ahead if you can. <laughs> uh, well, it's like, like we're, the, the difference between, uh, it's like, okay, there's some shaming can be motivating, right. but, but, the shame itself borders on bullying right? and judgment. So it's like, there's gotta be a level of like, I do love you and this is constructive. Right. And, and it's like, dude, I don't, I'm not, I don't want you to feel down about yourself, but I want right. you to, I want you to feel better about yourself. Like I was, I was like, I was on the beach recently and I saw a, a woman walking and she was really heavy. And I was like, Man, it's just gotta hurt to be that heavy. Mm. Like, I, it's gotta just hurt everywhere. Like mm-hmm. your knees, your back, everything's gotta just hurt. And I feel bad for you. Mm. It, it, it's it's a strange thing. I was actually talking about this today with my roommate. It was like, um, when I was a when I was a child, and I, I got made fun of a lot. Like I used to have a, I have I have to wear an eye patch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I wore an eye patch when I was a kid, and I had like real thick glasses and uh, I, I had like, I would pick my nose and stuff. I was just a dork. I was skinny fat and I got picked on a lot. Uh, and, and I would come home and talk to my mom about it and about how people would pick on me and make fun of me. And I felt bad. And she would be like, you know what? You got to feel bad for them. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, they're not happy with themselves. That's why they're doing that. And that that never made me like an angry person. Like I never was like, I was a victim. I was a victim because it's like, oh, like I'm just, this is a circumstance where I happen to be caught in your crossfire. Like you, you're doing this. If if you're doing this to me, it's not just me that you're doing this to. Right. Right. Hey, cut it out. <laughs> yeah, these cats back here, they doing what you do, wrestling. <laughs> but yeah, so, like. But, like I hear you, but that and I and that's a beautiful thing to be instilled in in a young person, you know, mm-hmm. which you could totally segue into that thing we were talking about being special and how like the maybe last year it was like people were like, Oh, Mr. Rogers told all the kids that they're special and that's not true. That's gonna have make them have a an unrealistic view of themselves. Like, y'all, y'all don't get, like, come on. Like, you know what he was saying. You just needed <laughs> a clip to be on the news to be complaining about something. Like, for real. Like, it's not, oh, you're so special from other people. It's you are worthy. You know, like, and I don't mm-hmm. think that children understand the word worthy more than they understand special at that moment. You know right. what I'm saying? In their yeah. lives, like, loving them regardless like your mother saying that it's other people's problem is so beautiful instead of like me being told sticks and stones break your bones words never hurt you which is a lie like mm-hmm. words do hurt, hurt and lot. i don't yeah. really understand i mean that i guess that was like old school thinking and and kind of almost like this advanced way of like words are just words but they still hurt and so it's really like how you process those words like taking it personal or like you said, being like, well, that person's on that part of their journey and I have no idea what's going on with them. So I'm not going to really give it too much other thought, you know, from the criticism standpoint. Like when trolls come out of the woodwork, like, this, oh, oh man, this, one time, this was so funny. I put out this rap on Instagram last year or something. 
and and I promoted it. And so you know when you promote stuff, people that don't know you will see it. And so you mm-hmm. get all the people coming out of the woodwork. They want to they want to have an opinion. So this guy was like, "Don't quit your day job." You know, I could rap better than that, like that. And I was like, and you know what I said? I was like, that's amazing. Good for you. And that was it. I just left it like that. And he, and then I went to his page and I was like, bruh, like he totally was just like, not, it seemed like rapping for him was just a little baby hobby. He just did it while he was super drunk. It was mostly like him playing video games. Like, and I'm like, yo. And so I left it alone. And then he comes back a few hours later and he was like, you really are good. I'm sorry. I was just having a bad day. And I was like, I hope you, I was like, thanks, dude. I hope your day gets better. And I just left it like that because that was literally his stuff. Like the old me would have been like, yo, I can't, what you, what he mean? I can't rap. What he mean? La, 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 la. But now I'm just like, it's the internet. People play games with being overly critical. They're like troll it. So it's like, you can't, it's, it doesn't matter what they say. <laughs> When we came out with that 15-minute short film, uh, I put it on Twitter, and somebody responded to it with only saying, don't quit your day job. Uh-huh. And I was like, in a time where almost everyone doesn't have a – it's a global pandemic. A lot of people don't have a day job. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, so that tells me if you made the effort to just say don't quit your day job, I don't think you actually made the effort to watch the film. Because I think right. he hadn't, I don't think he had watched it. He was just, it's a troll nature to just hate, right? So then, then he like, was like, actually, I did. So I think at that point when I called him out for not watching it, he watched it back with a hater's eye. Right. And he was like, unoriginal, uh, like whatever, whatever hater thing he wanted to say. And I was like, all right, all right, dude, whatever. Do your thing. But now if you look on the YouTube, it has one thumbs down from that one hater. Like yeah. it has like hundreds of thumbs ups and one thumbs down. Yeah. And I used to only focus on the, the one thumbs down. I'd say, no, what is that? It's for people they don't know what they're talking about. No, it's like that's the law of averages. Like, you know, you go on something that is really dope and there's still like 54 thumbs down. And like at that point, I'm like, well, those 54 people either they're deaf or like they just like a certain type of music man because i work with this guy named dirt he's always telling us to change the music when it's not classic rock i'm like dirt i know he's 60 years old but he don't like nothing i'm like nothing that and i and i always call him the music nazi you know what i'm saying just because it's like if it's not classic rock he's always whining and complaining and all of this stuff and i'm just like bro you do more, you waste more energy complaining and rejecting than like trying, like I've learned this. Like I used to be the biggest person to listen to the radio, like that's garbage, that's garbage, that's garbage. And like, right, right. I can't, I'm, I'm allowed to not like something, but now I'm trying to be like, well, why would people like this? I mean, there's some stuff I'm just like, I don't get it, but I don't spend my, and I try and I, I try not to, I'm trying to be more aware of like me spending my energy, like being a little hater inside of my own mm-hmm. yeah yeah because i'm a musician and i'm like oh they should have did that like that or oh that's garbage because they not right you know the, I try the, to find the something technical I like. aspects of it yeah right you try to find something you like you know jazz musicians do that all the time because they so complex and they want to play 15 notes and this and that and so when they listen to pop music they're like what is this i don't get it and i'm like bro it's 
there is beauty and simplicity a lot of times. Like people like simple things. Like 99% of the music listening audience is not a Berkeley jazz graduate. All right, bro. So you ain't gonna convince yeah. everybody else who's simple, three chord, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean, like just relax and enjoy your life. And the stuff that you don't like, what did Bruce Lee say? Pass by in the silence. Like, that's mm-hmm. not it. You know what I'm saying? Take the things you, you like, the other things you don't like, they go ahead. Take what you take what's valuable to you and leave the rest. Well, I think I think that there's a there's a level there's a level in people where they get so stuck inside of focusing on their energy on what they don't like. Yeah, because they want to feel heard, so they want to feel heard by telling you what they don't like about it, which would prevent other people from watching it, hope, hoping they'd have the same opinion as them. Mm-hmm. When, when realizing that, like, that's not that's not getting them any further in life. Nah. That's not helping them live at all. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a, it's just a, it's like, dude, you, it's like you're walk, it's like you're walking, it's like you're walking down the street in wet boots. Like what? Like it's like you're just weighing yourself down. Like yeah. it's not. It's He's not, sloshing alone. He's right. sloshing alone, <laughs> and it feels gross. You know, at first you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna jump in this puddle, but now your feet are all wet, and you're walking around like, you know, I can't tell you how many times like I, I knee jerked it, trying to be like a keyboard gangster, and then want to, and then turn around and like, let me get rid of this, let me delete it. You know, like, because it's not worth it. Sometimes when someone says something gross or somebody, somebody, like, somebody posts something that's like, uh, it made me feel a certain way that I didn't like feeling that way. I'll, like, type out an entire, I'll type out a whole thing. And then before I hit send, I'll just read it all again. And then I'll select it all and delete it and never send it. Because... Like it's gonna take more of my time and more of my effort to respond and then respond right. and then respond and mm-hmm. I, it's not I don't I don't want the I don't want the the triggered response I don't want the the dopamine effect that you get right. from those responses that's not kind mm-hmm. of that's not the kind of messages and energy that I'm really trying to trying to like work inside of like that's yeah. not really it's it's more aligned with my self work. To delete all that and not say it, then it, it would be to say it and then continue down that down that hill, right? That, that hill of, well, this and well that. Like it seems like if there's a conversation where the word "well" gets you gets used to start sentences. It's like I don't need to be in this argument. When right. like, well, you said this and when I blah blah. Well, if you thought that, then this and that. And it's like, well, well. I just am not participating. Disengage, right. That's right. it. Just spend, you know, there's I go back and forth with like having the Facebook app on my phone or not. Like I'll install it to like look at certain stuff and then I get rid of it because it get you know, it's it's a very useful psychological tool. You know, if we wanna like dip the toe a little bit into that, like people are literally like having more um basis for their relationships beginning or ending depending on Facebook than in real life. And that's so crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's so it's very cyclical, you know? This is yeah. like the humanity has gone through this kind of thing so many times. It's just now you got more of a now you got more of a 
accessibility to seeing it in words. Like right. just seeing it in words. Like, like there's more opportunity for people to share what they think to yeah. a larger to a larger reach of people. Uh-huh. And it's like uh I don't know if everybody deserves a voice. <laughs> I mean I mean not not in the sense of like if they understand that every time you say something, it affects people around you. You know, right. like that is a that is the constant lesson that I'm having and learning and adjusting, you know, and, and not to say that I don't want to be myself, but like I don't always have to say something. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that I don't share what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling or my opinion, because like you said, that that's, that's a new connection that you make and whatever happens after that is beyond your control. Like you Mm -hmm. can only control what you say and what you do and what you type and what you write and you can control what you think to a lot of extents, but like taking the thought and making it tangible that that's where now it's up for grabs. You know what I'm saying? Like you've made that energy available to other people and how that energy affects other people. That's, it is what it is. That's something that you can't control, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that and, and it's just like, when you go with it, that's why putting more positivity out there, focusing on that thing or, or focusing on beauty and focusing on love or like focusing on like pragmatism with compassion, I think is like, you know, more important than like, this bashing and all this canceling we're doing and like all of that type stuff, like redemption and like forgiveness, because, you know, we, we end up, we want to end up canceling all each other out. And then what people are going to just walk around silent. You know, like it's weird. It's like, it's like you love an artist, you love an artist, Mm -hmm. but then you find out an artist did a thing that you don't like. Mm -hmm. Did you love them conditionally? Was there conditions on that love? Like, um, can you forgive them? Like, do and and this is a strange thing. And and both of us are probably uh, circulating around the same idea, the same, the same artist. And <laughs> I wasn't even, I wasn't even, I didn't even mean to do that. Yeah, no, but, that's cool. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I feel weird. You know what I mean? And yeah. and Brittany, if I, Brittany and I have had this conversation too. It's like. Do all those messages go away? Does all that love, does all those lessons, all that medicine that I've gotten, all that therapy that I've gotten through those messages for all these years, mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> does that le- lose its importance? I don't know if it should. I don't, it doesn't. It, it just, it shows you that the messenger is, is a human, al- is a human and is all, and yeah. is also full of, fault and faults and um you know i guess for me like i've learned that forgiveness isn't for the other person it's for you you yeah, know like, i do that i <laughs> you have to know that i say that probably twice a week yeah that, that exact thing yeah and I, I just did a i just had a conversation with somebody yesterday about uh like the strict strict upbringing and i'm like you know, do do you forgive that? Do you forgive that? Like, it, th- are you excited for who you are? Like, and then the person was like, "No, I don't forgive it at all." Like, f them. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. like, eesh. Right, but that's like, holding on to it versus like that lack of forgiveness doesn't affect the other person. You know, like for me, you know, with the whole situation with this artist, 
you know, I, I felt very disappointed. I don't know if you watched the little video that I made, but I felt. Yeah, I, felt I, I did. Committed. I did. And, and, it was and I like, actually, there's somebody who commented like, and I followed, I followed somebody who commented recommending someone else to follow. Yeah. And then I read her stuff and I was like, oh, I still not. I'm still like even more conflicted now than I was. Right, like I'm still, I, I'm totally with you because that that person, that other person that that was recommended, and I, they were like trying to police people's language and like, wait a minute, you don't want anyone to do that to you, but you you were wanting and trying to require and have people do that for themselves when it's like everybody out here is living their life, you know, and like you're responsible for how you treat others and how you treat yourself. And like you only you know your intentions. That's why there's a lot of things going on right now that it's like people want to propose to to know what someone else is thinking and someone else's intentions are. And like honestly, back to the artist, because we probably gotta wrap it up, but like I just the same with Michael Jackson, like I wholeheartedly believe that Michael Jackson did the things that those men said that he did. You know, I I, I don't doubt it um and that hurts my heart because that's disgusting but does that take away the fact that michael jackson had some beautiful messages in his music had, you know i really think that the messages come from your child the, the child in you like that sees the person that you are now and they're speaking to you so i can't listen to some of my michael songs i'll just be honest with you because when he talked about gotta love you pretty young thing i'm like PYT, but like heal the world and like you know yeah. some of the, his other music. He was a great one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Like that doesn't change that fact. You know, what right? I mean? But like, like also person, <laughs> some of the other some of the other things that like he would do that just went go unnoticed would be like he wouldn't play in a he wouldn't play in a city unless like he made sure like the the uh, foster homes and the orphanages and the the child homes like they had their stocked with food like he had to make sure like hung, hungry people were fed like that was right humanitarian like right you it's like everybody's got their own little weird thing like so i i feel i feel bad i feel really bad for whatever happened to michael to make him that way and i feel yeah. really bad for whatever happened to the other artists that we're speaking about i feel real bad for what happened to make him that way and it's like it's like and the I people hope, that, I that, hope that, that could be like healed. survivors, you know, like the people that ended up being affected by like those hurt places, like those scars, you know, and, and, and like getting caught up in again, getting caught up in the ego of it all and being like, oh, well, I'm I'm in this position and I could basically have any woman that I want. So I'm going to go do that and be completely irresponsible. And I'm not even going to care what shorty's age is like, you know, what I'm saying like that. It's very. You know, and then and then on top of it, like, you know, just it it's one of those things where everybody's human and you pick and choose your battles and what's important well, to you. It's it's weird because I mean I came I came into like a, a spotlight being a public persona when I was eighteen years old. At, at that before that, no one wanted me. No one mm -hmm. liked me and I was just on an island to myself. I was this awkward nerd that no girls liked, but then my music hit and I came out to the ring, no shirt on, and girls went, ah! 
Like <laughs> you, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. You don't, your, oh, your opportunity, your options open up when your audience opens up. Like, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing. So I can partly relate to it, mm-hmm. but I can know that you've got to comfortably navigate through that. Right. Like, you have to have integrity when you do it. You know, right. that's the, losing sight of that integrity and like getting wrapped up in that, that whole thing. And like, I guess the thing for the artist is like he, he was getting away with it and like apologizing well, and not well, really. Well, and like, that's the thing that kind of bothers me is that being he's an, trying being to pay the girls and not say nothing. Being you know? an idol, being an idol has got to be such a heavy weight. Mm. So you gotta, you gotta carry that weight responsibly. Right. That's what, like, that's part of. That's part of what I want to do with my life. That's part of why I do this show. That's part of why like I take the time to talk to people and give them feedback when you know and I'm, I'm like I don't want to give them unsolicited feedback, but like when someone wants my opinion, I'm absolutely going to point out how like the best parts were the best parts and the other parts could have improved. I I won't go well, this sucked, that sucked, this sucked, that sucked. Because it's like, that's not helping. You know what I mean? Uh, but the thing I constantly say, and I was thinking to say it earlier, the, the, amount, of, the amount of things that open up to you, right? Like, um, when I was a kid, I always said I wanted to be a comedian and I wanted to be a pro wrestler, right? I didn't know I wanted to be a podcaster because podcasts didn't exist. ha <laughs> Right. But this is what I want to do more than anything now. Right. But who know who knows what's going to come along? You know what I mean? Sometimes you don't know what you want exactly until exactly what you want looks you right in your face. Yep, that's it. You dropped the mic on that. But <laughs> so I'm not dropping. Uh, mic. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to say a few more things. I'm going to ask you a couple more quick things and then uh, handshake and a hot dog and you can get on your way. Yeah. All right. right. So, on the record, on the record, as it stands, I love you. I love you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I know that. I I, I said this to you yesterday, but this is, I feel this so much. It's very cool to know somebody and love that person for who they are and then realize that they have something that you can be a fan of mm-hmm. and, and the fact that like i became i became your your friend and i felt like we we had such a bond and then i realized that you were this amazing musician and then i became such a fan of you and i just want that on the record so this is gonna outlive us right. i'm so grateful for all the effort and time and conversations that we've had and I hope this is still just only the beginning. Yes. I mean, it's been it's been some it's been a few years, but I mean it hasn't been a whole lot of time. It's only it's only this big of a blip on on the timeline that is right. our existence. So I hope you know, I hope that blip gets way bigger. Totally. So on the record, anything you wanna know? Anything you wanna say to me? Anything at all? Well, I will say that um, you you are like I don't you're not you know my child or nothing, but you make me proud. Like I'm proud to know you. You know, I think that you're like a good man, and like you're really 
good example of like, you know, how humans just not should be because that's I would say tell whom they should be, but like you're a good example of somebody that would be a good role model for someone young, you know, male or female, but especially guys, you know, they guys definitely need some I feel like the perspective of like compassion or like awareness of you know outside of that. So, you know, you're a wrestler but you are very compassionate. Like I trust you with my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like you would you know, we would both fight to like save each other from something, you know what I'm saying? Like, like no, I'm gonna save you, no, I'm gonna save you, like that. Like, that's how I feel. So um, what is like the best, like, what is your happy space? Like, what is the thing that makes you the most happy? Things that makes me the most happy? Yeah. Is, uh, is, uh, is knowing that, knowing that somebody will apply something, you know? Knowing that, like, if, if someone comes to me and asks me something and, and, or if, even if I say something to somebody and it affected them in a really well, like in a positive way, and then they've applied it and I get to see the evidence of that. Like I get real proud of the fact that, you know, some, some of my best friends in particular, uh, in particular, Nico Sozio, uh, my old tag team partner was inspired by me to start his podcast. His podcast is amazing now. And it's a it's a great podcast that I now get to listen to, so it's like I, I just like to be, I like to be in that space of like accomplishment in in the fact that these messages don't fall on deaf ears. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I get sometimes I get in my moments where I'm like, no one's his, no one's listening, no one's hearing me. I'm like oh, like the the I get caught in the same like the modern 2020 traps of my stats aren't big enough. My numbers right. aren't, my audience isn't big enough. My tweets don't get enough retweets or likes mm -hmm. the same, that the traps, yeah, the, traps. the rabbit holes. Yeah. Then, but then, and then I see things like that. I, I have friends say, you know, I love you. If I have a friend, a friend who sincerity, sincerity is, my happy space. Yes. Like, uh, of 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 course, adoration and validation are all part of this like this ego hole that I got in me that I can't fill. But right. I, but, you know, I love I love compliments. Compliments are my happy space. I love when somebody says like, somebody says like, hey, wow, you're a handsome guy. I'm like, ah, <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but but like you know, I have I have the same you know. I have the same struggles as everybody else. I have the same struggles as everybody else. And, you know, money's, money's a son of a bitch. And yeah. I, I get to a point where, like, I, I have enough to not struggle and worry. And I can take away somebody else's struggles and worries and help people. That's, that's where I want to be, you know. And I hope, you know, with these messages, that's just a fraction of it. With With the consistency of going like, well, you know, we're, we're, you know, we've, we've got to be a better version tomorrow. Right. We got to be a better version tomorrow. We got to be a better version today than we were yesterday. That's, right. that's all I ever want to do. It's beautiful, man. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you for having me. So welcome. So welcome. So one last thing. 
the way we wrap it up, as I always ask you, uh, I've hypothetically gifted you this show. This has been your first episode. Evolving with Raina Williams, episode <laughs> one. Yeah. The pilot. In a very Jerry Springer's final thought sort of way, how do you wrap it up in a nice little pretty bow and get the takeaways and the, you know, all this, all the stuff that, you know, you want to put over if you want to th- uh, throw some cool messages in there. Yeah, I mean, my message would be be kind to yourself. I sound like Jerry Springer. He said that be kind to yourself and each other, but like, that's true. Like, it seems corny. But be easy with yourself. Like I'm saying this to myself right now. If I'm listening in 20 years, can can you, can you can you can you quote RuPaul real quick? You know what RuPaul says at the end of every episode? If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? <laughs> I mean, I that's it. it. So yeah. that's the wrap up, man. Just be easy with yourself. Like learn yourself, and if there's something that you realize or that's brought to your attention by someone you trust and you know that said, hey, you know, this is what's going on with you. I'm observing this. Trust it. And just be kind to yourself and work it out. Yeah. Do you wanna do it a little different do a little something different than I always do? Like that was a great wrap up. For sure. Yeah. Great wrap up. So I was, I could say the closing part and then after I say it, you wanna do a song? Let's see what time is it? Nah, man, I got I got to get ready for work, bro. Okay. Splice that other one in there. <laughs> yeah, that now we've decided when we can splice that other one in there. Stamped it. Stamped stamp. It. Put a stamp on it. So it's a little right. like uh, another clip of me doing the song. Corey Castle was in the videos. Right, the video will be out. <laughs> grateful, grateful, grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you too. Everybody, if this is your first time listening to the show. Go back and check out the 197 other episodes. Hit that subscribe button so you get a new episode every Monday. If you're following it on YouTube, go ahead and go ahead and subscribe to the channel. You'll get a new episode, new episode all the time. You get new episodes all the time. They don't go on a schedule. So thanks so much for all the effort. Thanks so much for your time. Be safe. Welcome. Have fun. Keep evolving. Peace. Bye. It's not narcissistic, it's not egotistical to say that you love you, it's not vain or selfish to take care of your heart, the way that you choose to. Self-love is not a given Some people need a reason All your choices trickle down All your regrets, they start to drown Baby, it's karma What am I holding on to? Yeah Stop waiting for the time Go out and give The love you deserve Stop waiting for a sign
find a mirror and take a moment for giving you hope, 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 no, love you, hope, 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 no, Yeah. 